What's up, world? This is Pop Culture Spotlight, and I'm Cameron McKinney. This is a podcast about actor Robert Pattinson and Solo, a Star Wars story. That's right. We are going to be looking into actor Robert Pattinson and the movie Solo, a Star Wars story. But first, let's start off with Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson has quickly risen to becoming one of my favorite actors. It was recently announced that Robert Pattinson will be starring in the 2020 unknown title yet Christopher Nolan movie. Christopher Nolan is my favorite filmmaker. Robert Pattinson is one of the best British actors out there. This is a match made in heaven. But I want to talk about Robert Pattinson's career thus far. The first time I saw Robert Pattinson was in the Goblet of Fire, and then a few years later, he became an internet sensation, a celebrity of the highest order for starring in the not-so-very-good Twilight film saga. Listen, I get why some of you think that him and Kristen Stewart can't act. They both can act. Maybe I'll talk about Kristen Stewart on another podcast because I think she's brilliant. But I want to just talk about Rob here because I, I'm going to call him Rob. I just think he's good in everything he's done since Twilight. It's like we can't get over the fact when these actors have to be in these big franchise movies that are bad, that they can do something good afterwards. And yes, he's doing smaller roles because he's trying to get his credibility back, but it's also like he's brilliant in these movies. And I'm going to talk about two of these movies in particular in a minute, but it's just so weird that we won't give this guy a chance. I mean, he's made one mistake and it wasn't a mistake it was a it was a pathway in to a movie career it's because of twilight he's able to now be in good movies harry potter and the goblet of fire is a fine movie it's a great introduction to him i thought he was good in the movie as cedric diggory the poor kid who dies spoiler alert voldemort kills him but listen i think overall he's a fantastic actor who had to play a moody vampire in a movie to become famous. Now, the price of fame is obviously one that I don't think all of us would want to do, and maybe he would take it back. I don't think he would take it back, because it's giving him the chance to work with some of the best directors in the game right now. He is now going to be in a movie with Christopher Nolan. Who gets the last laugh? Who gets the last laugh, really? Who gets the last laugh? I think he does. He was in a movie with James Gray, which I'll discuss. James Gray is a great act, great director, who most of you don't know about, but he's great. And he was in a movie with the Safdie brothers. The Safdie brothers are two of the top directors in the game right now. Independent movies. I'm a big fan of independent smaller movies. And he was in two of them that blew me away. Let's discuss them. Robert Pattinson in 2016 was in a movie called The Lost City of Z about explorers, again, trying to find the lost city of Z. It's an easy, they're British explorers, they're trying to get to this city before America can. Charlie Hunnam is the star of the movie, but Robert Pattinson plays a key supportive role. He's the best friend type, he's a real, based on a real person, he has a beard, he's an explorer. It's great. There's a scene in the movie where Robert Pattinson sees water in this he sees a river for the first time. His joy on his face 
is amazing. He is key to this movie. He's one of the best parts of this movie. And I like it when famous people can play smaller roles. Robert Pattinson is not a, a huge presence in this movie. He's kind of like the best friend in this movie. But it really works for me. I like when my stars can be supporting players for a guy like Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam shines in this movie, by the way. But it's Robert Pattinson who, who makes interesting choices as an actor. He's he's kind of the guy who... he's a, he, he comes into the movie as like a drunk in the beginning where Charlie Hunnam's character is like, we're going on this adventure. I don't want you to drink. And Robert Pattinson's like, sure, dude, whatever. Like, he's just so calm. He's a fun presence. But the, the idea that you're not expecting to be like that because of his Twilight days. And a lot of you are like that, where you see Robert Pattinson and you're like, oh, that's the guy from Twilight. He's going to be a drag in this movie. And listen, he hasn't really made massive mistakes since. I mean, there was the movie with Reese Witherspoon about elephants that is boring, but it's not a bad movie. Like, Robert Pattinson made, what, four bad movies, The Twilight Saga. They're bad. I agree with you, but I'm not going to hold them against him. And his real masterpiece was in 2017 in the movie called Good Time. Listen, America, you need to watch Good Time. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on Netflix. You need to watch Good Time. Robert Pattinson plays a criminal named Connie trying to help out his brother who has issues of his own mental problems, Benny. Connie is the most convoluted character. It's unbelievable. You don't believe anything he's doing. He's a real dirtbag. He's a criminal. He's gone done hard time. He's doing crimes with his innocent brother who he's using. You think he's a dirtbag, but yet Robert Pattinson makes this guy likable somehow. He has some of the best lines in this movie. There's a scene where he dyes his hair blonde in a random family's house. It is the most epic scene of all time. When he dyed his hair blonde, I went, oh wow, I'm on board with this movie 110%. This was directed by the Safdie brothers. They are a new independent filmmaking duo. They are amazing. This movie is epic. There's a scene, there's a bunch of scenes in Adventureland, the theme park, where Robert Pattinson's character, Connie, does some messed up things. He is not likable. He is a dirtbag. But yet sometimes you think he really has a plan. The movie has so many twists and turns. At some point you think the character is going to figure things out. And ultimately, I'm not going to tell you whether or not he does, but it's a wild, wild ride. I love Good Time. It is now in one of my top 10 movies of all time. This is no joke. This Robert Pattinson puts on like an Al Pacino-like performance in this movie. Good Time, ladies and gentlemen. You need to see this movie. It is epic. It is truly epic. It is not... A boring heist movie. It has everything. It takes so many twists and turns. Robert Pattinson is playing a dummy who you like. To play someone dumb who is likable, I think is one of the hardest acting 
challenges, and Robert Pattinson does it so flawlessly. It is an epic movie. I could not recommend Good Time anymore. Robert Pattinson, ladies and gentlemen, is here to stay. He is going to be in a Christopher Nolan movie, and it is going to be epic in proportion. Robert Pattinson is one of the best actors around, period. It's time to change gears here, and now let's talk about Solo, a Star Wars movie. The second Star Wars movie that it's its own movie like Rogue One. I know, it's a boring. It's not as good as Rogue One. We'll start off with that. Listen, Solo, a Star Wars story is the origin story of Han Solo. I don't know. He was played by a guy who is my favorite actor of all time, Harrison Ford. Get on the Harrison Ford train if you're not already there. But this movie stars Alden Enreich, a young star who was in the Coen Brothers movie Hail Caesar. See Hail Caesar if you don't know who Alden Enreich is before you see this movie. FYI. I'm going to do the good, the bad, and the best performance. Because this movie, I think, is an interesting watch. I think if you're a true Star Wars fan, you need to see this movie. I do think it's in that. All right, I'm going to start off with the good. Alden Enreich as Han Solo. It's good. He's good in the movie. Like, he's not Harrison Ford, but he's doing his own thing. I like Alden Enreich. I've seen him in a couple of movies. He's the best part of Hail Caesar. When I saw Hail Caesar, I said to myself, this guy's a star. He's a star. He has star abilities. He is the best on screen in this movie. I think he he's a decent Han Solo. He's not the best thing of the movie, but he's not the weak link like you're like the media has made it out to be. He's not. He's not even close to the worst thing in this movie at all. It's just not true. He was also in a movie directed by Warren Beatty called Rules Don't Apply with Lily Collins. If you're a Lily Collins and Alan Enreich fan, go see that movie as well. I just think this guy took a bad rap for this movie, and he's not the reason it's not up to par with the other Star Wars movies. More on that later on in this podcast. Okay, another good. Woody Harrelson plays the mentor character. Woody Harrelson showing up in every blockbuster movie is something I'm here here for in 2019. He popped up in Venom. He's been doing this since Hunger Games. He's maybe a little bit overexposed. He's going to be doing Zombieland 2. I am all in on Woody Harrelson. I'm a big fan of Cheers. I'm a big fan of every single thing Woody Harrelson does as a human being. The world needs more Woody Harrelson. He plays the mentor role. It's a good part for Woody. He's funny in the movie. He's, I don't know, he's Woody. Woody Harrelson just always plays a whacked out version of Woody Harrelson. And again, in 2019, in these hard and dearing times, I'm here for Woody Harrelson and whatever he wants to do. Don't be one of those people who's like, why is Woody Harrelson showing up in another blockbuster movie? The truth is, I didn't like Venom until the moment Woody Harrelson showed up, and then I thought, wow, he really brought some credibility to this movie. I'm going to see the sequel. That's the effect that Woody Harrelson does. It's good. Another good. This is a fun and easy film to follow. It is. It's a fun watch. It's not like other Star Wars movies where they're trying to blow your mind with things like the Force and things like that. This is easy. You don't have to be a hardcore Star Wars fan 
to like this movie or even watch this movie. They don't, you don't have to nerd out about it. It's not the, it's not nerdy. It's cool. It's, it's, you know, it's sleek. I would call this movie cool and sleek. That's right. This is the first time the word sleek is being used on a podcast. This is a fun watch. It's a fun family movie. You don't have to go into the whole history of Star Wars to enjoy this. It's easy. It's a love story type of thing. Han Solo, you get it. He's a cool dude. It's not like it's so easy to explain. I'm, that's why I'm a little surprised it didn't do much better at the box office because hardcore Star Wars, you don't even have to be a hardcore Star Wars fan. Anybody can watch, be like, okay, I get it. Let's watch this movie. It's a fun watch. Okay, the next good, Han as a member of the Empire. That's right. In this movie, it is revealed that Han Solo at first is a soldier in the Empire. Listen, I think this plot was really good. It had the background story that I wanted more from. Listen, it was good. I found it interesting that they went this way with the character because it wouldn't have been believable if he was a good guy first. Like, it makes sense. Han Solo kind of has this streak of, like, his morals are upside down a little bit. It's an interesting character. He's a flawed guy. I think he, obviously, he steals. He's a swindler. He's a pirate. He's a space pirate. So it's not that inconceivable that at some point he would get him on the the wrong side of the tracks. That's right. I just use the term wrong side of the track. This podcast is on fire right now. Another good, there was a great, great heist scene that I'm not going to spoil. I enjoyed the heist aspect of this movie. It was fun. There was a plot twist. It was great. It was a fun heist movie. It was, again, Easy to follow, heist movie. Like, I don't understand why this movie didn't make more money. But maybe I'm about to explain that myself. Let's go with the bad. The number one bad thing about this movie is that Ron Howard replaced Phil Lord and Chris Miller as directors. Phil Lord and Chris Miller are the guys behind the Lego movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. These guys have a keen sense of humor. And I think what this movie is missing is a keen sense of humor. Ron Howard is famous for making Apollo 13 and these serious, serious movies like A Beautiful Mind. This movie was supposed to be more fun to me. And I think it needed more humor. It did. Phil Lord and Chris Miller would have brought the humor. These are the guys behind... They were executive producers of How I Met Your Mother at some point. These are the funniest guys in the business. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is still one of my favorite watches. This movie needed more humor. I think it took itself a little too seriously, and I think that's because of Ron Howard. Listen, there were some fun moments. There were some funny moments, but Phil Lord and Chris Miller would have brought that key comedic element that this movie was missing because they are masters of comedy, and I think this movie needed to be more like the Lego movie than it needed to be about Apollo 13. I think this movie was too self-serious. There were a lot of deaths that I thought were too serious. I just thought the movie took a significant turn that I really didn't need it 
to have. Another issue I have with the movie is the lack of an overall background story of Han Solo. Why couldn't we have met his parents at least once? And again, the stupid story about how he gets the name Solo. Believe me, in the movie, I'm not going to spoil it, it's stupid how he gets his nickname of Han Solo. It's stupid. It doesn't make much sense. And it just, I don't know, I wanted more of like the nitty gritty of who Han Solo is. Because we already got this cool Harrison Ford, cool guy that we don't know much about. Nothing is explained in those Star Wars movies. And I thought this movie was really going to be an origin story. And listen, some people will probably argue and say we're done with origin stories in 2019. But for this character, I was interested enough to go back for two hours and see how this guy became a swindling pirate. In the beginning of the movie... He already has all the skills. He's already a master pilot. He's already good at stealing. Like, I didn't see anything that explains how he became the cool pirate guy. He just already was it. So in the two instances he's been on film in the, what, four Star Wars movies he's been in, and now this, he's just always been a master of everything. Listen, I'm sorry, he didn't learn anything in this movie. He's just always good at everything. And I think that maybe was a major flaw of this movie for me. Like, I wanted to see how Batman became Batman. I didn't want to see how Han Solo was already good at being Han Solo. I wanted to see him become Han Solo. And this movie, to me, did not explain well enough how this guy became Han Freaking Solo. Like, show me some Han Solo. Another thing, the lackluster supporting characters. Listen, other than Amelia Clark, who I enjoyed, everyone else other than Woody Harrelson and Donald Glover, I could have done without. There was an alien character voiced by John Favreau, who I didn't care for. There was a droid, a feminine droid, who was Lando Calrissian's sidekick, who was just not funny. I think there was a lot of supporting characters that I just didn't need in this movie. I did enjoy Paul Bettany as the villain. I forgot to mention this. I did enjoy him as the villain. He is, of course, from Avengers fame. He was the voice of Tony Stark's robot inside of him, Jarvis, and now he is the vision. He was good in this movie, but everyone else besides those three people, other than Amelia Clark, Donald Glover, Woody Harrelson, and Paul Bettany, there was no one else other supporting characters meant absolutely nothing to me, and most of them just flat out died. Sorry, spoiler alert. Another thing I didn't enjoy was the lame love story between Harrison Ford and Amelia Clark because they had to rush this love story because we know who he ends up with. Spoiler alert, Han Solo marries Leia, so we know that this girlfriend means nothing. I think some of the background information on Han Solo left us with nothing because we knew this wasn't the girl of his dreams because he ends up with someone else. All the information we already knew about him ruined this movie. They Maybe they should have gone back even further so that we could develop this relationship fast enough, but we lose her in the movie faster than we got to learn anything about her. So when he breaks up with her or he split from her for three years in the movie, I don't care because I already know he ends up with Leia. Sometimes the things that you already know about someone hurt how you feel about that someone. 
That's what happened in this movie with that relationship. I already knew it wasn't going to work out, so I wasn't going to put the time and the effort to learn anything new about it. I just didn't care at all. She was fine in the movie. She's an interesting character. She works for a Sith Lord, who I'm not going to reveal, but the rest of it was pure nonsense. I wasn't going to put time and effort into this. And the last thing about this movie that doesn't work is it just doesn't live up to the other, what, nine movies now? It doesn't. It's not as good as Rogue One. It's not as good as any of the other Star Wars movies. It's better than The Phantom Menace and maybe The Clone Wars. So it beats two out of the nine movies. And I like The Clone Wars better than I like this. But I'm I'm being honest. This Clone Wars isn't great. It's just one of my favorites. But seriously, it beats... Maybe one of the Star Wars movies, The Phantom Menace. It doesn't live up to the other saga. Overall, I enjoyed the movie, and I want to see Alden Enreich play Han Solo again. Okay, it's time to give the best performance of the movie. Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian. I've been waiting this long to talk about this gentleman. Donald Glover has become the master supporting character in these big blockbuster movies. He plays this guy who you barely see, and yet he has all the answers to everyone's problems. He did this in The Martian. Donald Glover in The Martian is my favorite thing about that movie. He basically saves Matt Damon, and he does a similar thing in this movie. Him as Lando in The Millennium Falcon was pure comedy gold. He's the master of this space poker game. Him and Han have a great rapport. They're not really friends. They're kind of enemies. It's everything I wanted. I think him and Alden Enright had insane amount of chemistry and I thought they should have used that more because there's a part in the key plot of the movie where Donald Glover's not even there. They didn't utilize Donald Glover enough. This guy is on the rise. He's going to be Simba in The Lion King. Get on board with Donald Glover now because we are living in a Donald Glover world. He was insane in this movie. I want the Lando movie more than I want another Han Solo movie. And that's the pure truth. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of Pop Culture Spotlight every Thursday on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. This week I put the spotlight on actor Robert Pattinson and the movie Solo, A Star Wars Story. Next week I put the spotlight on the HBO series Barry and the Amazon Prime show Jack Ryan. Tune in for that. Thanks again for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight.